0: How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. Oh,
1: okay. There we go.
2: Mm. <clears throat> okay. All right, so I am recording, so whenever you would like to go, I will...
3: You want me to open up
2: the shit again? Yeah, you can open this one up. I'm just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm fucking bumping up shit.
3: God (sighs) damn. Are you ready for me to open up?
2: Oh yeah, open up.
3: Of Tales from the Crips. I am still one of your co hosts, Cripple Cody, joined by the slightly more racist son of a bitch, in my opinion, Mm. Mike Senkovich. Well,
2: well, I mean, I try not to be. But, (laughs) uh, you know, that last episode just really. And, uh, I mean, I'm wearing my Roads on the Rocks uh, t shirt for this evening to try to, you know, rock my. Tuesday night. Hopefully, John, hopefully if you're listening, I'm rocking
3: it. Hopefully, it rocks the morals back into your skull. Well,
2: I mean, morals. What are morals? You <laughs> know what? Speaking of that, we're we're gonna, we're gonna get this thing off to a bang. Just because I was gonna bring this up on Rabbit and Red, and uh, honestly, I still might. Um, because it's two different shows, but it kind of fits into both categories. Um, I don't know if you know this, but two teenage Downies, aka kids with Down syndrome, made a zombie movie.
3: I seen I seen an article on that, and I meant to click on it. Well, tell me more about it. It's it's a documentary on their their movie. Well, movie.
2: no, it's a the documentary was just released, and I believe it features the full length movie like at the end of the documentary but
3: i mean oh so the movie's only like the movie's only like five minutes long then
2: Uh, i think it might be a little longer than that but um i don't know but they're getting like uh um peter farley the guy that made like uh there's something about mary and some of those types of movies is all like supporting them and shit like really i i just don't understand why you have to give them a platform i don't think that's necessarily a good idea um i mean really they're 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 downies and you sit there and you look at them and their eyes have like the little downy eyes and you know i saw like little like pictures and they're all like with their fucking um 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 they they got like their little faces and then in the one trailer for the documentary They fucking wear sunglasses to try to, I guess, pass off that they don't have downs. You have downs, motherfucker. There's no way you can hide that. You are downing.
3: That's like me putting on shoes and putting my hands behind my back and trying to think that people ain't gonna know that I'm crippled.
2: (laughs) Right. Or you know, we're 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 like they could string us up and we could be puppets on a stage, like marionettes, and that's their that way. We're like. Hiding our disabilities. Fuck you. You have downs and brace your downness.
3: I, I, yeah, and, and all jokes aside, and Mike, this is one of the points of this show that we created, it's all, yes, we have offensive sense of humor, but it is all about embracing who you are, uh, as a disabled person, um, and I, I, have hated all of these years basically being told, being told and made to feel like because we're disabled that should mean that we have a bigger heart and mm-hmm. you know and, and care and we care more about others and all that and no we don't have to necessarily and I for one think as a disabled person I think we should be more selfish mm-hmm. than a lot of us are
1: mm-hmm. um,
3: I've gotten into and I know I brought this up a little bit on the last episode but I've gotten to many debates and arguments with my friends and acquaintances and family members about how I just don't believe in tipping at restaurants right i you know it's one of the biggest reasons is because i have to be selfish with my cash if you know i live in my own home i pay Mm -hmm. all the bills i pay the property taxes i pay for my own uh my own personal items and so on and so forth food and whatever after Mm -hmm. all of that i only have maybe 150 to 200 dollars for myself a month a month Oh, most bad. normal people most normal people can't even handle having two hundred dollars to themselves a week. But I right. gotta make two hundred dollars stretch a goddamn month. Um, yeah, don't tell me don't tell me that I have to tip some stranger because they decided to, you know, become a restaurant server. They're not serving me. They're doing their fucking <clears> job.
2: And they're doing it to support their burden babies.
3: Mostly. Either that or their heroin addictions.
2: Well, either or. Or both. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they really want to support the heroin addictions, they could start giving blowjobs in alleys somewhere that would do that, I'm sure.
3: Yes. Especially, just go ahead and blow all of us, you know, less fortunate folks in the handicapped community. All of us.
2: Yeah, just like, whoop, 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 whoop. There you go.
3: I can't remember if we talked about this on last episode or not, but uh, did you know that, I think it's Amsterdam, or somewhere else in the world, it's not only legal to pay prostitutes for sex, but there's um, a government program somewhere that pays for the disabled community to get laid. Really? Yes, like... Look it up, or you know, maybe later on or whatever. And it just and and I swear to Christ, it exists. I thought it was Amsterdam, but I could be wrong about. Hold that. on,
2: I'm gonna do that as you're as you're talking real quick because I'm just curious.
3: <laughs> okay, oh, well, while you're looking that up, I wanted to uh, I wanted to elaborate a little bit more. But yes, I I'm a firm believer, ladies and gentlemen, that um, prostitution should be legal. Um, I'm not saying that like, things should run rampant in the sense that like STDs and HIV and hepatitis is running rampant amongst the communities, but in some sort of controlled, safe environment with a safe way of doing it, which it is possible to do that, you, we should definitely legalize prostitution, especially for the sake of the handicapped community and even others who aren't disabled who are just have bad luck of getting women. We're, we all need intimacy. We all need sex. So why make it illegal? Like why keep it illegal? Like I just oh I my oh my, god. oh my
2: god, oh my god! I found it.
3: Did you find? It? Oh Where my it?
2: god! I found it. <clears throat> it says sex care in the Netherlands helping the disabled find intimacy. Mm-hmm. It says sex care in the Netherlands is becoming more socially accepted. Here is how sex care organizations in Holland are helping the disabled find intimacy. Let's see. Sexuality is generally associated with youth and good health. Okay. This means that mentally and physically ill people are usually not seen as sexual beings. Well, we are, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately for you fuckers. (laughs) The fact that they are unable to perform circus-like antics in bed does not mean that they have no need for sex or intimacy. Let's see. Oh. There are several studies that indicate that the experience of sexual and intimacy contributes to an increased standard of living.
3: Yes! Wow. Well, I'm about to...
2: 10 years off on that. So, <clears throat> let's see.
3: You, uh, are you about to take a trip to the to the Netherlands?
2: Yeah, so I think I got to book a flight.
3: Let's let's see. I'll, I'll I'll get down to the good part. Let's see. This wasn't Amsterdam then. This is the Netherlands.
2: This is the Netherlands. Yes. Okay. I, I went to um I went to Google and I basically searched um Amsterdam um disabled sex. And oh. this is what came up. Okay. Sex care sexual service for people with oh my god sex care sexual service for people with severe physical or mental disabilities it is often done by professionals with a background in health care the type of care is focused on intimacy physical touch and sexual satisfaction for disabled clients consider for example people who due to their disability are no longer able to satisfy themselves well, thank God I haven't reached that peak yet. <coughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> if they do not receive the help they need, it could happen that they are always frustrated and unhappy. Well, I'm still frustrated and unhappy, um, even though I can satisfy myself, but still. Let's see. Of course, not all disabled people use this service. Mm-hmm. let's see.
3: The only, see. The, only the dumb ones don't use that service.
2: Of course, and that would be me. Because I'd probably be way too cheap and be like, "Hmm, I'll just use my hand." Um, or ask,
3: I would ask if I could use my my food stamp card to pay.
2: You know what? And they'd probably tell you no. Yeah. Because something like that would they? They wouldn't allow it. They'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah.
3: Go buy
2: you food. Then. Yeah, right. Go buy food. You can't buy sex. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out how much it costs here. Let's see. Seems like they're repeating the same shit over and over and over and over again. Let's see. Oh, my Lord. Come on. Opinions. Great. I don't want opinions. I want to know. Let's see. Mm. 1.7 million Dutch people have a moderate or severe disability. Flexorg. Currently serves about 1,500 of them. Wow, you horny, gimpy bastards. What the fuck? According Um, to Flexorg. Whoa! Do you know how old the oldest fucking client that that participates or partakes in these services is?
3: No, how old? 104 fucking years old. Holy shit. I thought you were going to say like... I thought you were going to say, like, 79, but 104? A 104-year-old cripple. Oh, God. I hate to say it, but, like, I do wish I could live forever.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. In In the Netherlands, sex care does not only consist of having sex with a client. Sometimes clients... Oh. Sometimes clients want to learn how to masturbate or just need attention and someone to show genuine interest in them. Okay. Okay, cool. hold on a minute. Wait. They must really be retarded if they don't know how to masturbate. How?
3: Really, that, 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 that's stupid. Um. <clears throat> well, it could be that, like, maybe their hands are fucked up. Because, like, my hands are a little fucked up
2: right but i mean you can still make it work i You're would assume st-
3: you know i know this was established on episode 1 of this show but you are such a closed-minded prick you know that
2: dude i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you i hate cripple people i really do <laughs> i i really do and it's and, and we'll explore that in a few more minutes with, with another topic that i have coming up here but yeah i really i really do hate other other cripples i you know i really do what
3: what a great thing to say on a show who are we're trying to push towards the handicapped community.
2: What well, a great thing well, well I'll i explain and, and I think you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from. It's yeah. much like, you know, um, um Um you don't feel you know, you don't you don't like tipping. Uh, there's a part of me that, that feels that, that other disabled people don't deserve to live. Um uh, Wow. Let's see. I'm trying to... Uh, I want to know how much it costs. I don't give a shit. Oh, wait. There we go. Flexorg. is a foundation specialized in sex care for people with disabilities. They are not government funded. They should be. And are therefore a bit more expensive than the rest. Clients pay as much as 248 euros for one and a half hours.
3: I wonder how much that so is in US dollars.
2: I'll find out. Hold on, I'll find out. What did I say? Two hundred and forty eight Euros,
3: right? I thought it was just two hundred and forty, but was it two
2: forty eight? Two forty eight, yep. So let's let's do let's bring up the currency converter. And I need I have the currency converter saved on my phone because I import a lot of Blu-rays from the UK, so I need to know this stuff. So let's see. Let's see. This is the Euro. So we start at. And see if this was John Rhodes, all of this shit with me would be edited out. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm not going to edit it. <clears throat> are you
3: trying to? Are you trying to do a dig on John Rhodes?
2: I certainly am. Do, 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 do. You
3: know, he's, like, just <laughs> not gonna listen to this. So, like, it's it, You know, he, you're gonna get away with it. Oh, he'll fucking listen because I'll make him listen.
2: Anyway, um, so let's see. Okay, so 248 euros is equivalent to how much do you think it is? You want to? Do you want to venture a guess?
3: I, I, I'm gonna guess that U.S. dollars are gonna be more. So, Correct. yeah. So. 248 euros, I'm going to guess that's like $400 US?
2: Um, you're off the mark. It is $294.88.
3: Oh, so it's not that... All things considered, it's... Dude, when I pay for sex, I pay like around 300 So Now do
2: you tip... Do you tip the sex people, or do you
3: not?
2: No, no, it's just you a don't. Flat, oh, oh, okay, so it's a flat, no tipping policy yeah, that you have. Yeah, it's a flat
3: rate, like, this is how long we're going, this is the things that I want, and here, you know, do you agree to the amount and the content? And they say yes or no.
2: Now, do they ever not... not, uh, do exactly what was agreed upon, or leave something out?
3: Okay, so, and I have to be real careful, because I, I can't say any names, but...
2: I, well, I mean, I mean, I can bleep them since we're pre-recording, but uh, no, I probably won't you. do that.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not going to trust you to do that. You're not John <laughs> Rose. No, you're not, you're not the board professional one, John Rose. No, no.
2: Um,
3: so there's this girl that I know, and it was my fault to begin with, but a long time ago when I was doing a business transaction, see, I like to eat ass, right? And okay. I made Do so you like to
2: toss salad? Do you put blue cheese in there?
3: What a fucking stupid joke. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I told her in a joking manner several years ago, I said, you know, while you're shaving your puss, make sure mm-hmm. you shave that ass. But I was joking.
2: Doesn't I, bleaching remove the hair from the asshole?
3: Well, the thing is, is at the time, enough hair on her asshole to bother me. But then she mm. actually shaved her asshole. So oh! then guess boy. what happened? Then guess what happened? Now, nowadays...
2: Now it grows later, in all thick and black.
3: Oh my god. She's got more asshole hair than probably a man would. So... so
2: yeah, because I got... We, we, we have to breach this eating ass topic. Like, I'm wondering, do you actually taste shit?
3: No. No. Because... Again, these business transactions are predetermined, like pre-planned. Right. And so do they so, jump
2: in your shower before Like you do it? Do you watch them clean themselves?
3: No, but I do have them go in the bathroom and I tell them, just all you got to do is take a wet, warm wash rag and go over your asshole a few times. That's all you need to do to make sure it's clean. You know, just take a shower before you... I should have said this first. <laughs> take a shower before you head over. An actual right. shower. Soap, water, just all the good stuff. But then, but once wouldn't you, you want get to food, observe it just
2: to make sure that no, they're doing it properly? No,
3: because no, no, believe it or not, I trust these bitches. Like, a lot of these... Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say a lot. I only have like two or three business partners. But they're all my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I know these women. And, um... You know, so I trust them. You know, they come to the house and I say, all right, you know, go to the bathroom and wash off and just clean up and prepare yourself. And, yeah, they know what I want. And that's that.
2: So it's basically like you're eating familiar asshole. You wouldn't eat unfamiliar asshole. Well, if I liked, if you were in a club, like, you know, you go to a Diamond Lodge, I think, or whatever is the club. Would you eat someone there?
3: Like there in the club,
2: um, yeah. Like you go back into the champagne room or something, and you little, you know, you little pay for
3: I, a little. I most certainly would not, and I wouldn't pay for a little. little I, no, I've, I believe it or not, I've had strippers, uh, I've had proposition me, and, and you know, and try to get me to do shit. And then I told them, I tell them all the time, like, no, I, I'm not interested. I come here for entertainment, and and that's it. There ain't no way because if she's doing that with me and she's offering that to me, she's offering that to every fucking truck driver and and every other biker guy and whoever the fuck else knows that goes in there. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not doing that with the truck. Okay, but,
2: but okay, but question: if if they if you said okay, I'll do it, but I need to watch you go through a cleaning ritual, and they said okay, you can watch me clean myself.
3: Um, I still wouldn't because, believe it or not, I have no interest. Now, if I met a girl there that was a customer and mm. she was good looking and she wanted me to eat her ass, and then she like let me watch her cleaners, then yes, maybe I would, but not a stripper.
2: So, oh, yeah, okay. So let's say, okay, because they probably have showers at they the, do. the the place. Okay, so they do. Let's say that they you have a day. shower.
3: Sh- Listen, they have a sh- stage.
2: Oh, do they really?
3: yeah, like you can it's a hundred dollars for one girl, it's two hundred dollars for two girls, and so mm-hmm. on and so. but you basically, if you buy a shower show, these girls basically go back and shower each other and have a like a <coughs> soft sex scene and it lasts for like three songs, really? Yeah have you ever done that yeah i've I've bought a few shower shows.
2: Now, now, do they let you go to completion, or are you not allowed to
3: complete? No, you, you can't jack off in a fucking strip club, at least not in this state. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, but see, you're a cripple, so you would think that these women would be like, hmm, let's try to give him a little happier ending. To help, you know, make his life more bearable.
3: That's not how it works at a strip club. These well, women don't fair. give a fuck. These women don't give a fuck if you're sh- crippled or not. If you got money, you you're valuable. If you don't have money, get you're not going to get any attention.
2: Cody, you just got to sit there and pull out the twenties and be like, did and just like throw it down at me, like you know, just just like really play it up that you're crippled,
3: like just pull, like throw it on think. the floor, like. Throw it on the floor and be like, pick it up, bitch! Exactly. Oh, God. That's how exactly. I get kicked out of the strip club.
2: No, but... No, that's not how you get kicked out, because if they... Well, then, if, if you get kicked out, then you fucking say that they're fucking around with you. Mm-hmm. And you they, say, they say they that they're... Me, they're
3: they, they unpermittedly touched me, bouncer, yeah. Mr. Bouncer.
2: They, they touched your little winky-woo.
3: My little winky-woo. No, so... <laughs> We got off track, because I had an original yes. story to tell. So, yes. this girl, all, several years ago, I told her to shave her asshole, jokingly. She did. And now, I don't remember what the fucking question was that you asked, but you, oh, you said... You
2: said now it grows back, it grows in, like, thick and black.
3: It, I didn't say that, that's what you said, you idiot. Um, <laughs> now a oh no, you asked if there was ever a time when a girl didn't earn her money. Yeah. 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 Or, or not, not, no, like, well, I mean, obviously, knowing,
2: we're thinking, um, if, if one of the business partners of yourself would not do what was agreed upon or upon, you would be like, fuck you, you're getting docked or you're getting nothing.
3: Um, yeah. So, like, again, this girl would show up and, yeah. um, you know, and we would pre-talk, we would pre-plan it, we would have a talk about it ahead of time, like usually the day before, and I would tell her, like, make sure your pussy's shaved, make sure your asshole is definitely shaved, because I'm gonna go down on both, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes when she would show up on the day, she would come in with an excuse, like, well, I didn't get a chance to shave my ass, so is it gonna be okay if you, um, if you don't do that today, and it's like, oh yeah, sure, as long as it's gonna be okay that you, uh, don't make, um, as much money as you wanted because I'm just I'm docking like fifty dollars for that shit. Like that's a that's a huge fetish of mine. Don't don't come unprepared.
2: So, I would cut more than fifty bucks off. Yeah, teach them a, teach them a lesson, dude. Well, if you don't teach them a lesson, they're they're gonna keep doing it to you. And that's fucked up. Well,
3: well, she learned she learned after you know first couple of two or three times, and then that was all that happened. And then <clears throat> now nowadays, if she wants. If she wants the proper amount, then she's gonna do that's what right. the fuck I tell her to. That's
2: right. Learn, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way.
3: <laughs> you, what you should have actually done was you should have actually made a DMX reference since he just died. Oh,
2: that's right. He did die. Yeah. Poor DMX.
3: Hey, I liked DMX growing up. I don't listen. No, to that. I did. No, I did. I did
2: too. I did too.
3: I mean, you know, I grew up and realized that that all that music as a whole was trash, but like growing up DMX had some good music, you know. He he, he was he was talented. I don't care if I don't like his type of music or not nowadays. He had good good music. Yeah.
2: You know, like you're like I could be a rough rider and eat ass to this music bitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um he he kind of went out like a bitch though, if you really think about it. Like all the cool black people and all the cool rappers by getting shot or something. And what did he go out with? A heart attack or something? Yeah,
2: that's how I plan on going out. So we'll see. I I want to. That's how I plan on going out—a fucking heart attack, just dropping oh, dead. Heart
3: attack. I thought yep. you were talking about getting shot.
2: Well, I mean, some of the stuff I say could cause me to get shot. So let's yeah.
3: So if the wrong person listens to the first and this episode of this new show, yeah, you probably will get yourself shot eventually. Yeah
2: one one of these days the the legion uh, of cripples will gang up on me.
3: You want to go ahead and throw your address out there for any psycho and come get you?
2: Sure, nine
3: fifteen lot. <laughs> Hey, while we're thinking about it, won't you throw out that number that people can call uh, for future episodes if uh, they want <clears throat> to... Well, the next
2: episode, which will be Saturday evening, most Saturday likely.
3: the 17th? The yeah. Seven... Is that...
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah,
3: it's... Yep, is it, it is. Yep, this upcoming wow. Saturday,
2: the 17th. The 17th, the number will be 215-245-7839, and hopefully... We might actually get some cripples calling in. Hopefully,
3: yeah, or just people who are, you know, basically act retarded and because uh, they they don't agree with what we have to say. So no, yeah, this episode you no one can call because we're pre-recording this. But Saturday night's episode will be live, and uh, people can call in and tell us whatever they want on Saturday night. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah Ooh. Oh
3: man, the burp.
2: That's um, so gross. I know. It's um, um it, it's kind of like eating ass. Li- oh no, oh, we have to do a Tales from the Crypt, um, eating ass special episode. Would you ever do that live on the air, just so we can hear what it sounds like? Like, I'm I'm just curious as to like if it sounds like. No, I wouldn't. Does it sound like that though? Am I close?
3: No. No, you're not. Like, do you, like, motorboat the ass cheeks? No, I just kind of, like, you know, I just kind of, like, eat that ass, and I'm like, mmm, mmm, you like that, bitch? Mmm, like that, you know? Y'all like, <laughs> right. Yep, See, that's I like that. Yeah. So, like, there's no, I, the, been no... the funny part is, the funny part is, is, of course, they don't like it, but, you know, they like getting paid, so that's all that fucking matters.
2: Dude, so you don't think you've ever really... You know aroused anyone when you do that
3: no unfortunately because I, I do know some girls that like getting their ass ate but i've never messed around with a girl who actually legit likes getting her ass ate
2: right well okay Here, here's what i'm gonna suggest you try to do how about this see if this works right here's here's advice or, or not advice but what i think you should try to do as you're <clears throat> as you're tonguing the rear. You know, do a little reach around action as you're in the rear. You will make something happen.
3: Um, I actually um, I can't lift up my arms like that. Oh shit! You dumb motherfucker! So I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, I just I just have these bitches lay on their sides, and then I just you know I can I can eat the ass and I go to the puss. Right. That's how that works. Let's see.
2: Um. Damn. Oh. What? What? I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just thinking for future reference. If you, if you do more than one party person, you should. Uh, ah. Yes. If you if you ever interact with more than one person at a time you can have the other person up in the front, you in the back, and then you switch off. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, and then you switch off, and when you move to the front, if the other, you know, if the other person doesn't want to, you know, do any ass play, then she could just, like, you know, or they could they could finger the rear.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, or get a vibrator up the rear. Yeah, sounds good.
3: Yeah, sounds good to me.
2: That would really, I mean,
3: wow. That would probably cost me a lot of money, but oh well. That's some Netherlands heavy shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> that came right straight from the Netherlands.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
3: Um, I wonder. I bet. I, I, I bet the, the best idea. if if I did something like that, would be to ask the girls to either douche their assholes or just make sure that they don't have to poopies. Oh,
2: they've got to... They've got to fucking douche both ends. And then they have to, like, fucking... um, I mean, you know what? Maybe they should do, like, the prep that, that they do for, like, colonoscopies, like, the day before. And then that way, you know, they're all cleared the
3: fuck out. That is so fucking gross. <laughs> then you'd, They'd be for like the day before it happens. They'll be running to the toilet.
2: Oh, oh, But then by the time they get to you, then it's like clear. Like it's, like it's so clear you could scope them.
3: And then like the nurses would ask them, like, "So, what are you getting this done for?" Like, "Oh, I'm making some money off of a cripple tomorrow." <sighs> oh. <laughs> That's yeah. all they have
2: to say. Mhm. Hmm. I'm sure that they would appreciate that the, the the medical staff, because at least that's you know them being diligent and um, health conscious. That's that's always important.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: Always important. <sighs> so I did for this. Um, what do you call it? I did because uh, we were deciding to. Uh, you know, get more cripples involved on the program, Um, I was going to put in for, uh, or join a bunch of uh, disabled-themed groups on Facebook. Oh, boy. And that... How'd that go? uh, I don't... I mean, this is what's wrong. There is so many scammers on those groups. It's not even funny. Yeah. Because, because after I, I mean, because I guess, what was it, last night or the night before? The night before last, I signed up for like four or five different disabled groups. And wouldn't you know it, like yesterday and today, I was getting a bunch of fucking friend requests from people and fucking. Africa and Nigeria and fucking shit like that.
3: Yeah, you don't you don't want to uh, deal with another situation like that.
2: No, and th- well, this is actually worse, I think, because um, then they just tried to message me on Facebook, and they're all like trying to like find out about me and shit.
3: Did and Gavana, Vagana? who? Did they ask you for pics of bobs and vagana?
2: Oh, no, they did not ask for that thankfully. <laughs> um no, but uh like this one was like talking to me and she's like it's it's a picture of of like a white girl, but you can clearly tell the way that like she's messaging and her replies to me that she's not white. Like, she definitely sounds like she's, like, an Afghan or something like that.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I just don't get it. It's insane.
3: Well, I I, I mean, (laughs) because I've joined a couple of those groups throughout the last couple of years, and there's a lot, there's definitely a lot of legit people in those groups. It's just, you just got to find them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I know, and that's, well... I mean, there was a, there were like maybe three or four legit people that like uh, commented and they were like welcoming me and all this stuff, but they were just like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, just not very desirable.
3: You know, you should also join. You should join um, GoFundMe, like Facebook groups.
2: They have those.
3: Yeah. Yeah, wow. like like donation page groups.
2: They have donation. Wow.
3: And then you can just go in there and be like, I have a gift for all of you. Tales yeah. from the Crips. <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> Let
2: you people do it. Yeah.
3: That's
2: what I'm saying. I this don't is, know, man.
3: This is better than money and funds for your cancer treatment. This is Tales from the Crips.
2: That's right. That is right. Die then, listening to us. <laughs> die listening. Fucking I well I guarantee you one of these days, you know, I just I want to piss somebody off so bad that they just blow me the fuck up. Please, let's do it.
3: Yeah, I want someone to call in and make a death threat to both of us.
2: Can that happen? I hope. Oh. You know what? Let's really try for that on 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 Saturday.
3: All right. We got to really really piss people off on Saturday.
2: I mean, I don't know about you, but personally, I really can't see myself dating another disabled person. I just don't want to do that.
3: Oh, yeah, I can't. I mean, it's nothing against disabled women, but, like, we as disabled people in general, our brains aren't disabled. So we're not going to crave disabled people for the most part. We want a normal woman. And, mm-hmm. to be completely honest, we want a woman that will take care of us. Well,
2: I mean, that would be, yeah, that would be nice.
3: Yeah. We don't want to, we're not looking for a woman that would fucking, uh, you know, like, that just needs, has just the same amount of problems as we have. That would, why would we want that?
2: I don't, I mean, you know, talk about a burden. Holy shit, that's a huge burden.
3: Right. That's monster burden.
2: That's, 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 I mean, ready to, just thinking about it makes you want to go out and like, you know, bash something in the head.
3: That's, uh, that's, that's, um, that's a good, that's good grounds for an actual horror. Two (laughs) handicapped people fall in love and they became, they become a monster burden.
2: Somebody needs to make that.
3: I think, like, Troma or Full Moon needs to make that.
2: That would be. Yeah, that would be incredible. I, yeah, that doesn't need to happen.
3: Did you know that Full Moon made a Corona Zombies movie?
2: I heard something about that. I heard. Were they making a sequel to that?
3: I didn't hear anything about a sequel, but that movie came out, like, last. Like fucking june or july and it's like holy shit how did you produce that movie so fucking fast
2: well it's 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 them they can fucking throw shit together you know
3: you know and i feel so bad for full moon because like they have their own streaming service now and that that is a unique thing they have full moon streaming which Mm. most of these companies these low-budget horror movie companies they just go to other companies like you know like um, RLJE or whatever that 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 company right. they do business with shutter now um, as to where in the past they were doing more business with screenbox but uh, so so now they're with shutter and mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of these other like uncorked uh, if you ever heard of them they
2: uncorked. yeah uncorked. i know them
3: yeah they're with um they're with screenbox now Mm-hmm. I think there's another label called High Velocity or something like that. They, there was Screenbox. So you know, like all of these like lower budgeted uh, studios, they just they either put their movies on free apps like Tubi or they mm-hmm. do business with Screenbox or Shutter. But Full Moon has their own fucking streaming service, so I'm kind of proud of them for. But it just sucks because. The quality of their movies in today's world are just fucking terrible. Well, I
2: mean, yeah, they didn't. Uh, they definitely didn't age well. I'll say that much. They definitely didn't.
3: There was there was one movie because I, I I subscribed to uh, Full Moon Features or Full Moon Streaming for maybe three or four months. There was one movie that they introduced me to. That was fucking amazing, and I ended up buying it on Blu-ray. I'm trying to remember the right, the name of it. Is it called Intruder? It's the one in the supermarket?
2: Yeah, 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 that's it. That is it.
3: That's a fucking great, fantastic slasher film.
2: No, wait, then. Oh, yeah, because he's just crazy about that star.
3: Yeah, and that movie had great special effects, at least the yeah, other Yeah, no,
2: it did. It, it definitely did. Wait. I forgot Full Moon. Did Full Moon actually release that?
3: Yes, because... I have...
2: What the fuck? Yeah, they must have. Because I so, have the one that came out before that, I think. That's it, I, yeah. Yeah,
3: I have... I was just looking at it. I have the Blu-ray, and it came out from Snaps, or something like that? Yes,
2: that's it. Yeah, that's the one I have.
3: Yeah, and the... Um, the quality, the uh, transfer quality on that one is really good. So that Full Moon had nothing to do with that, but um, yeah, Full Moon had the complete unrated version on their own service, and that's how I got to see it. Four years ago, Shudder added Intruder to their service, but it was the fucking R-rated version. And I'm really? sitting, there, yeah, and I'm sitting there watching. And it's like, what the fuck? Like these. The kill scenes are just all gone. It kind of reminds me of um, the original My Bloody Valentine. Like, if you saw the R-rated version of that movie, all all of the death scenes were removed, almost. And then you, right. if you watch the uncensored version, all of the death scenes are really fucking good and graphic. So...
2: I still uh, have to watch the uncut version of that, honestly. I haven't watched it yet. Of
3: Intruder?
2: No, of uh, my bloody Valentine.
3: Oh, uh, I just thought of that because you know I I watch Pluto TV often, um, and Pluto's got a pretty decent horror channel on there, and they're they've been playing the original My Bloody Valentine. It it's a classic. It's a good movie.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen that in fucking forever. I get to watch that again.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Intruder is a fucking classic movie. I, I wish yeah, Intruder I loved. I wish that that movie was on Shudder so I could uh, review it and talk about it on on that show. So, I don't know. But anyway. Is it on
2: any streaming service?
3: I don't think think Intruder is on anything right now. I don't think. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if it has anything to do with that Blu-ray from Snaps that that got released a couple of years ago or, or not. But, yeah, I don't think it's on anything right now. Yeah, I don't know how
2: that works. Uh, I mean, unless he licenses it out to something. Because really, Synapse is like... That, that company is only one person. Really? Uh, pretty much at this point, yeah. Oh, wow. And he basically does all the remastering work and shit himself.
3: Wow. that, that That's impressive because, again, Intruder had a great transfer for it.
2: Yeah, he's just got his one little... Uh, computer setup because i've seen he's not on facebook anymore he fucking he's just on that um instagram and he like posts like pictures of his like setup and he's like well i'm working on this movie or i'm working on this movie or this movie or this movie, or this movie and it's like wow you know for like one person that really does everything it's like holy shit
3: I had no idea that Synapse was one fucking person.
2: Yeah, it's not, I mean, you know, obviously, like, you know, somebody else handles the disc production and all that shit, but he basically puts all the stuff, like, like, does all the remastering of the movies and all that shit like that. Wow. That's why they take so long to release, like, a lot of their shit, because, you know, it's a it's a lot of work like it takes a lot of time i guess to put all that shit together
3: what do you what's your thoughts on us uh um, scream factory which is you know a smaller label of shout factory i mean i like them me too
2: um, i think uh i know like a lot of people are giving them shit on that event horizon release
3: yeah, you know, and <laughs> I remember on a couple episodes of, of Movie Misfits with John and Jason, I was talking so much about, I know they're not going to have no Event Horizon Blu-ray release and not have that uncut version, but man, it there, no one can find all that footage, you know, in good enough condition to put it back into the film. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, and I know um, Rhodes is very pissed off about that, like, he's He's like, I can't believe they didn't, they, 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 they didn't have that footage. Well, I'm not going to buy it. It sucks. I'm like, dude, they fucking remastered it. It's a 4K scan. I said, it's fucking beautiful looking. I said, I don't know why you wouldn't want to buy it. You're an idiot. I mean,
3: hey, I've been in love with Scream Factory ever since they released um, that, you know, collector's edition of Army of Darkness, which that... that set had three different versions of the movie no it had four different versions of the movie
2: yeah right it was <laughs> it, yeah
3: it was amazing it had um the theatrical, of uh, the international cut and uh the director's cut and the tv cut
2: yeah that's surprising that they got all and then um this year they're releasing an actual uh 4k um ultra-high-definition uh, disc.
3: Yes, I know. that's I. I there's going to be no reason for me to buy that because I don't have a 4K TV, so...
2: I mean, that I'm... Well, because I have the other two, so I'm looking forward to that one, to, you know, to come out on that and see. Because I'm wondering if they're going to do all four cuts. No. Like, or if it'll just be, you know no One they're not or
3: whatever. no it's just going to be the the theoretical version which by the way and i've asked i've had so many talks with john about this subject so and i don't ever remember asking you what is your your favorite version of army of darkness
2: hmm. um and it's funny cuz i was just i was talking to somebody about this the other day uh, but the director's cut is my really? favorite. That's uh, yeah, I that's like the director's cut. That's John's
3: favorite too, overall. Well, 'Cause I, I like the I like
2: the um like the, the Rip Van Winkle ending mm. of it all where he wakes up and he's you know, and I wish they would have kind of uh explored that and continued that, but they did not, Yeah,
3: you're right. That would have been a great um thing to pick up on later on, but uh I, you know, I, I'm. I, I don't know if like you know this or you know. I know I've said it on Movie Misfits a couple of different times, but my preferred version is actually the theatrical cut. Um, the theatrical is only 81 minutes long. The director's cut is 96 minutes long. And honest to God, I don't get me wrong here. I do love the director's cut. It has so much fun extra scenes in it. And but the thing is. For one, I prefer the "Hail to the King" supermarket end in the theatrical version because overall that movie is a very uplifting, upbeat, like happier horror comedy film. And then, right. and then the director's cut just has this like this Debbie Downer, depressing ending to it. But right. uh, I, I see how both endings work, and I definitely understand. The overall, the overall arc, character arc of Ash, because he fucks everything up. So that would be just his thing to fuck up the ultimate thing and to sleep at all of eternity, basically, into post-apocalyptic, you know, world. Um, but man, I there's just something about that supermarket ending where you get that one last action sequence. Yeah, uh, and he said, you know, he says, "Hail to the king." At the end of it, but he also has another line in the theatrical ending that I really like a lot. Um, oh, the demon asks him, "Who the hell are you?" and he says, "Name's Ash Housewares." <laughs>
2: That's mm-hmm. fucking funny. That is, yeah, I like that.
3: Uh, Army of Darkness, no matter what version, is my all-time favorite movie of all of just all the times. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, Ghostbusters is right, right next to it. Because someone was asking me that the other day, and I think we should talk about stuff like this on Tales from the Crips because this should also be a show about people getting to know us as well. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that we're talking about this now. But uh, What
2: Ghostbusters, the original or the sequel? or oh, Not the uh, remake, please. yeah,
3: Did you think I was about to say the all-female 2016 remake? No. And, and no, let me just make it clear, it's not that I didn't find – I. Am, those women who played the Ghostbusters in the 2016 movie, they're funny people. I think Melissa McCarthy's funny. I think Kristen Wiig is funny. And mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon is her name. I think they, those, they, they're funny. Um, what's the,
2: You didn't I, mention I, Leslie Jones there. So I'm I, thinking you don't I, like, dude, you're like, she's an annoying bitch. I can't stand her, please.
3: I, I No, it's just like her parts in that Ghostbusters remake just wasn't funny to me.
2: Um, Wait, you know it? what it is? She's very loud, and she just screams a lot.
3: Yeah, she's got that typical, like, middle-aged black woman voice that you would hear at a fucking Ponderosa or, or like, a buffet place just talking real loud and, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 like that type and, of shit. And I can't
2: trying see. to push her way to the front of the line and all that
3: stuff. Yeah, and I just yeah. didn't, dude, I just can't stand that shit. So, no, I don't find her funny. Um... I think it was Kate McKinnon's character, the one that had she was like the Egon type of character. Mm-hmm. Right? She was my favorite. Yeah. She she was my favorite in the movie. She had some really good parts and I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say the movie didn't have some good stuff in it. I thought the ending of the movie was great, you know, the finale where they were out and I've the,
2: never seen it so I don't know. And okay, I probably won't watch it. it.
3: Okay. Well no, because no,
2: because Slimer was with a slut and I can't I can't deal with that. <laughs>
3: Well, anyway, um, yeah. To answer your question, it was the it's the original Ghostbusters that uh, is right next to Army of Darkness. Um, but I I will say Army of Darkness is my all time favorite because it literally every minute in that movie is fun, funny, or entertaining in some sort of way. Um, another movie that is right up there with Ghostbusters and Army of Darkness is a movie called Turbo Kid. That came out in 2015. Never
2: saw it. Heard of it, but never saw it. It
3: it is a fucking fantastic movie. You have to watch Turbo Kid. And everyone listening tonight, please go watch Turbo Kid and Army of Darkness and Ghostbusters. But I digress. Um, Army of Darkness, where was I going with this? They... I I, I prefer the theatrical version. Um, It it has a tighter pacing to it. Mm. The director's cut to me feels like a movie, if you added all of the deleted scenes that were deleted out of the movie for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. Take the final battle scene at the end of the movie, and the director's cut, for example. It's 10 minutes long. It's around 10-12 minutes long in the theatrical version. That's long enough. In the director's cut, it is almost 20 minutes long. It, like... It, I don't even
2: process, remember. I gotta go back and watch it again, that you, version.
3: You gotta go back and watch, like, compare the two. By the way, I don't give a fuck about the international cut. I think the international cut of the movie is just fucking asinine, and it actually has things cut out on it that needs to be in there to make sense for the scene. It's, it's so weird how the international cut is of Army of Darkness. It's not like the international European cut of uh, Dawn of the Dead, which, that's a good cut of the movie. Um... Mm-hmm. But no, um, I think it was Dino DeLorenzo who who uh, edited the international version. I think, but no, it was that was a terrible cut of the movie overall. I'd love it if someone else wanted to dispute that with me, but um, I talk, I compare just the internet or uh, the director's cut and the theatrical. But um, the final battle scene's way too long in the director's cut, and there's things that happen in it. Okay, like, you remember at the end of the, the director's cut, is, uh, Duke Henry and his men show up?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, right.
3: in the theatrical version, they show up in a much more, like, it makes much more sense for them to show up when they did. And then when they show up, the, t- the tides turn, and the humans win, and then Ash mm-hmm. kills each But in the director's cut, they show up. And then just more chaos happens, and it's like it didn't even fucking matter that they showed up at all. I don't know. There's just so many little tiny things about the director's cut that just didn't need to be. And, uh, you know, I don't say it often, but, you know, Universal, I think it was, the was released in Army of Darkness, they actually – it it was the right call for them to – Put together what what is now known as the theatrical version, the eighty one minute long movie. That at eighty one minutes, that movie is perfect. At eighty one minutes, the only thing I will say that I wish was in the theatrical uh, cut from the director's cut is the extended uh, tiny ash scene.
2: Yeah, well, that, they, that that is fucking great. I love yeah, that one.
3: They really fuck him up in the director's cut. And it's chopped all the hell in the in the theatrical version. I that's the only thing I wish was longer. You know that that's it. Um, you know that, and then obviously there's dialogue changes in the director's cut. You know that, right?
2: Yeah. No. There, yeah. There is, from what I can remember. I get Like, seeing the thing is like, I don't know when you first when you first watched. When you first saw Army of Darkness, obviously, did you see it, like, before you knew? Well, obviously, I don't know if the director's cut was readily available when you saw it, or, you know.
3: Did I know what?
2: Like, did you, like, when you saw Army of Darkness, did you know, like, about the existence of the director's cut, or did you not?
3: No, I didn't. Um, The only thing I knew about Army of Darkness is that it was loosely based on Evil Dead, but that it was mm-hmm. something completely different than Evil Dead. The first time I watched Army of Darkness was in 06, believe it or not. It was that I mean I know that sounds like a lot later, but I it was a time period where I was obsessed with being subscribed to all the premium net, premium networks on cable mm-hmm. like we had Stars and Showtime and HBO, Cinemax. well, at that time if, mm. When you were when you were subscribed to Stars at that time period, you also got all of the Encore channels, right? And Encore is great. I don't care what right? anyone fucking says. Encore has some great movies, classics. Well,
2: yeah, no, they do.
3: They I was do. going through this time period where I was finally getting burnt out on just blood and guts, and like you know, Freddy versus Jason came out in 'O three. Mm-hmm. Um the remake of Dawn of the Dead came out in 04, I think, you know, and some other stuff came out late 90s, early 2000s, like Wishmaster was was uh, 97. You know, growing up, I was always just w- all about watching the dreadful, dark and gritty blood and guts type of horror movie. But then, mm-hmm. you know, I graduated high school in 05, so I finally got rid of a lot of that drama and, and anxiety and then I realized, you know, in 06, I realized, like, now that I don't have all the stress and anxiety and anger, I don't need to necessarily watch a movie that has nothing but blood and guts in it. So I saw, I was on Encore one day, and they previewed, like, oh, we're, you know, Army of Darkness tonight at, or no, it was tomorrow, like, Saturday afternoon at, like, 2 two or 4 p.m., something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I already knew some things about Army of Darkness, I knew it was a light lighthearted movie. It was, mm-hmm. you know, a comedy and it wasn't gonna be graphic disgusting. It was more like three stooges type of comedy. Um, right. so I thought to myself, like, you know, I'm I'm gonna give this movie a chance. I want to I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'm going to give it a chance to see if I like something different other than, you know, the the Freddys and the Jasons and, and even the original Evil Dead were just nothing but dreadful blood and guts and violence. I watched it. I don't know if I it was it was just the right day and the right time because there was no other drama going on in the day. My parents weren't fighting. I wasn't fighting with them. I was mm. having a really good day. I watched Army of Darkness, and I was just entertained all the fucking way through like point you would I would sit down and watch a movie and there would always be parts that would lose me and, and mm-hmm. then just parts that would get me a little bit bored and a little bit you know whatever but Army of Darkness, it to my recollect as, as an older teenager at that point almost an adult well I was an adult actually um I, it was just like this movie it really hit all of the right heartstrings for me. I, like, I could go on and on about why I think Army of Darkness is one of the best movies ever for me, um, but it, like I said, 81 minutes long, it's not too long, not too short in my opinion, has everything that you would want in a movie like that, slapstick, humor, violence, uh, action, explosion, a little bit of romance, monsters, skeletons, witches, like it's got... You know, whether if you're a comedy movie fan or a horror movie fan or both, like, you can get something out of Army of Darkness. And it's funny because I was actually just talking to one of my friends about this just a couple of nights ago on the phone. I Mm – and I want your opinion. I want your opinion on this too. I absolutely love recaps in movies. Like, you open a movie up and you give a a little recap or a little narrative uh, just to catch people up on on something. So Mm – because of that, Army of Darkness, it might be the the second sequel to Evil Dead, but it also works as a standalone film. And, and the reason it, it works as a standalone film is because of the quick but effective narrative and recap that it has yeah. in the beginning.
2: No, I 100% agree with you there. I think, uh, and honestly, I like that too. Like the, um, all right, let's go. Like Friday the Thirteenth, two, three, and four. I yeah. love those because I love the openings of those where you get like the end of the last movie. I think it does a really nice job of like tying everything together. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's really awesome that they do that.
3: And that's why I fucking love it, man. I aren't. Our- like I can suggest, and I have before. I've had my friends sit down, like, "Hey, let's watch my favorite movie, Army of Darkness," and they don't even—I don't even need to tell them anything about Dead because you get everything you need to know in that first minute of Army of Darkness, and it—it it doesn't insult your intelligence. It was—it was made by indie and independent made like um film producers like sam Raimi, bruce campbell and all that but then it was it was sharpened up and edited and all that and and fi- financed by a big budget studio It so like it appeals to almost everyone that you can think of and uh mm-hmm. so yeah i can show that movie to people that don't even like horror movies and they're okay with it because it's a classy fucking film um but yeah, I just, I watched it on the right time period of my life, and I loved it. And I just, I knew it right after it was over. Like, holy shit, that has got to be one of the best movies I've ever seen, because it just has, from to- from top to bottom, it's entertaining to me. So, but yeah, um, I didn't find out until much, much later. It must have been like early 2010, so maybe 2013, 2014, I, fo- I found out that there was other versions of the movie, um, and then yeah, and sh- I can't. Was it 2015? I think 2015, 2016. Then the collector's edition of, you know, Screen Factory uh, released a collector's edition of Army of Darkness. And uh, mm. what's what's funny is when I go to watch Army of Darkness with someone or even by myself, I don't even pop in the Screen Factory version because. I don't like the dark and mute and grayish blandish look to the transfer of the theatrical version on their disc to be honest.
2: So you want the universal disc,
3: don't you? I uh, well no, I have it on digital, but that is oh. it but it is um the from the universal disc, but um and I don't know if it's just my Roku, but so, a tad bit of the color is bled out. Um so it looks perfect. It looks like a brand new movie it's got all kinds of color to it but not see the universal blu-ray disc has a little tiny too much too, too bit too much more like color so like skin tone looks like too red and like grass looks a little too green but um but the the, the digit like the amazon prime digital version it's mm-hmm. probably on fandango now too but The digital version is what I watch whenever I want to watch Army of Darkness. Um, But yeah, it's basically the transfer from the Universal disc, which is funny because people threw a fit about that transfer because, oh, there's too much DNR, which I think that stands for digital noise reduction or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, They said there's too much there's too much of that and things look fake in the movie and it's too sharp looking and like
2: people whine too much.
3: It, it, it they made it like that that disc that transfer came out in two thousand and nine that mm-hmm. movie if you put that on I've had people guess that movie no older than ten years old because wow. of how yeah because of how good that transfer looks now of course when you look at the special effects of Army of Darkness that looks dated you know and some of the sc- the green screen stuff and all that but um mm-hmm. it it looks like a fucking made movie on the universal disc but then the screen factory uh one came out and everyone was praising it like oh look fine looks like a movie now it looks like a film now and yeah it looks it's age now mm-hmm. you can tell the movie was made in 1989 now you know and mm-hmm. like whatever that's what people want you know that's fine but the interesting thing is that i actually do like the transfer of the director's cut on screen Factory's uh edition it's got a lot of dirt on it, but right. that's that's okay. It's it's got more color to it. It's more brighter. Um, and did you know that the director's cut on the Screen Factory edition is the most complete version of the director's cut? Because, like the Boomstick edition even has a couple of seconds of certain things missing. Really? Yeah. Um, I yeah. think. I think the scene where Evil Ash, um, kidnaps Sheila and, uh, tears off her dress, uh, that's not in the, uh, the director's cut on the Boomstick edition, I think. So, yeah, there's a couple Mm. of tiny little seconds here and there that's not there. Um, so, yeah, I... I Hmm?
2: No, now you make me want to fucking dig that out and try, because... I, surprisingly, I have the Scream Factory version. I have not watched that disc yet, but now you're making me want to fucking dig it out and watch it.
3: Yeah, dude, that's that's the uh, definitive way to watch the director's cut is the Scream Factory. That was the whole selling point of the Scream Factory collector's edition, is that, oh, here we go, Blu-ray HD transfer of... The director's cut, and yeah, like I said, it looks a little dirty. Like it, it's got some dirt on it. Like you know, like as you watch, as if you're watching it on a like a movie projector or whatever. But uh, it still looks really fucking good. And even though it's not my preferred version, I do really mm-hmm. like watching the director's cut on the Scream Factory edition. So,
2: mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah i mean, I'll have <laughs> to, I'll have to dig that out now. And for, I think I know where it is.
3: Yeah, that's I'll that's my uh, that's my rant on the on army of darkness and all that it's so funny that, that this isn't movie misfits and this isn't rabbit and red but we kind of t- turned it around a little bit
2: <laughs> well the I mean well the well unfortunately uh movie well movie misfits he's uh he's an idiot on that one but that's just you know
3: <laughs> That, that show's pretty much dead and gone, unfortunately. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing a craptastic show like this with you, so. <laughs> I mean, you know. Hey, uh... while we're on the subject of movies, because um, mm. we might as well just carry this throughout the rest of this episode, and then we can get into more traditional Tales from the Crypt stuff live on Saturday. Um, t- tell me about some of your favorite movies, and explain to me like why they are your favorite movies. Uh,
2: well I think uh we know Halloween six. I mean um that that just that is my uh that has been my all time favorite since September 29th, nineteen ninety five, at uh let's see. It was five fifty PM showtime, and it was probably over by like seven thirty. Uh, yes, yeah, so about that time, uh, that became my favorite film of all time. It was also Donald Pleasant's final film. And we're not going to think too much on that, because I'm not going to get upset here.
3: <laughs> you don't want to cry on our show?
2: I don't want to do that.
3: Um, wait, so it became... It Was it your favorite movie... Wait, was it known that he died before the movie released? Uh, oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah, because he died... Uh, They, they, it was shot basically in the, um, was shot basically in the fall and, uh, winter of 94. Um, and then he had heart valve replacement surgery, like right after they finished filming. And then he died in February, February 2nd of 95 of complications from that surgery And then in the summer of 95, they ended up doing the reshoots Mm. for what what became the theatrical cut because they had to change, you know, they changed stuff around because he died. So, um, but... What did they
3: change? No, I mean, Um, I, I guess I don't mean that because, like, I did see the producers' cut, so I did, you know, see, like, what those changes were. But, like... What did they have to change around Donald Pleasant's death?
2: Well, what because well what they did. Well, see, It's I see I don't think it was really because he died. I mean, I just think that they didn't want the producer's cut. Like they wanted it different. So they had to so they couldn't do reshoots with him because he was dead by that point. So they had to totally like wipe that whole Thorn backstory, right? That was in the producer's cut. I mean, because if you watch the producer's cut, it 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 kind of makes a little more sense with the Thorn stuff. Yeah, but they kind of had to go and 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 cut that all. I mean, because honestly, with Halloween Six, there's fucking there's five different cuts of that film. Five. There is. Well, let's see. Yeah, there's the, and I I have them all, but there's, uh, there's the rough cut, which was, like, which is basically like an assembly cut. It was done before the producers cut. It was, like, basically the first cut of the movie that, you know, producers ever saw or the filmmakers ever saw. And that actually has an additional Loomis scene that isn't in any other cut. And it runs like 30 seconds. Oh, wow. So, and that that's pretty cool. And then there's the, let's see, the rough cut. Then there was the producer's cut, which is, you know, the one that we know now. Um, and then after that, there was the... Um, director's cut which is basically the theatrical cut with a little more gore Um, and I think the opening is a little different right Um, and then there is the TV cut which they don't show anymore um, but they showed that like back in the early 2000s um, and that's basically like a hybrid, like a mix of the theatrical and the producer's cut together. And then there's uh, it? Wait, how many cuts was that? So that's, oh yeah, okay. So then that's it. Yeah, that's right. That's all there is. Maybe that's only four cuts. I don't know. I can't remember.
3: <laughs> yeah, there. In your mind, you just want there to be twenty more cuts of the film, right?
2: Well, there's about... There's fucking... um, Daniel Ferranz did about fucking 11 drafts of the script. Mm. So. Wow. I mean, he said the producer's cut is the closest to his, you know, original vision. But... uh,
3: Which do you prefer again?
2: Oh, fuck. See, that's tough, because I like it all. Mm. I really do.
3: But if... You just I wish mean, there was like a supercut of things that make sense.
2: Um Oh well my dream is kind of coming true with that. Um there's a guy that I that I know of online that does these um um custom re- let's call them custom releases of movies. And I picked up from him, he did something called Halloween, the Sandman cut, which is Halloween one and two cut into one movie. And it includes all of the deleted scenes and TV footage from Halloween one and two. Oh, wow. Back into the movie. And it runs about three hours and 13 minutes. Wow. And I just got that. That was amazing. I watched that a few days ago.
3: Not to go back to my stuff, but they were at one point thinking about cutting together our, uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness all together to make one big movie.
2: Um, I should actually suggest that to this guy, because this guy might actually do it, and he he's really good with that, so I might have to email him about that. Do
3: you uh, do you, uh remember the original Evil Dead?
2: Um... It's been a while since I've seen it, but... Well, yeah, I the remember. point is...
3: The point is, is the way it ends is, you know, Ash is walking outside, and, you know, you think it's all done and over with, but then the camera thing picks up and chases after him, and then it, it does it up close on his face, like it like mm-hmm. it kills him at the end. Right. But the way that they could recut it, is right as that happens, they could... Open right up at a certain point in Evil Dead 2, and kind of maybe explain that he's now in a different alternate reality because he does co- go back to the to the cabin again, mm-hmm. like in, in the second one, which doesn't make much sense. But I don't unless know, maybe they like cut some, that out, well, you can't because where do you pick it back up? Where he's why he's back in the? How did he end up back in the cabin again? You know, but then, and also he brings, and Linda shows up again, uh, the new Linda and Evil Dead 2, and he has to fight that headless corpse for the chainsaw, and I don't know, I don't know exactly where they would cut it at, but it could work, and then it would be super easy to, um, cut together Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, super fucking easy, I think.
2: Yeah, I think you're right there, too.
3: Yeah, because those go together, and in a weird kind of way, so... Um, I don't know. It. It. I think it could happen. It could work.
2: I mean, it's definitely possible. Definitely yeah. possible.
3: But before we sign off for tonight, what quick, what rapidly say? What uh, some are, are your other favorite movies other than Halloween Six? <laughs>
2: um. Shit. Um. I don't know. I mean, well, Ghostbusters was always fun. For me, I guess, and luckily, I was uh, shit. I was like five, I guess, when the original came out. So I actually, um, I wasn't even was, born yet. Damn. Um, yeah, I saw the original in theaters about fucking six times, I think. And then my grandparents had cable um before uh you know we did so they would um sometimes like record stuff for me off of um <clears throat> off of cable tv but i had heard from a few people that i guess it was christmas of cuz you know back in the you know back in the day like that movies didn't come out right away to vhs and stuff like that like
1: yeah it, it took it, like a year
2: yeah it was a fucking nightmare But, like, I think it was, like, Christmas of 84 or something. HBO had a special fucking thing where they screened Ghostbusters, apparently. Wow. Like, it was a special fucking premiere, like, one-night event. Wow. And, uh, yeah, my, my cousins told me about that. And they were like... And they were, and look, I remember a lot of shit from when I was a kid. I do not remember that, but they yeah, fucking, sw- they fucking swear. I, I mean, I just don't see it happening. I'm gonna have to look it up and see if I can find some information about it, because I don't, uh, I don't remember. But I have to try to look that up. Um, you know, I like that. I like, uh, Karate Kid, Jaws, fucking, and I'm going to say, cause I'm, you know, with Cobra Kai, I'm fucking, I've been watching a lot of Karate Kid lately. That's just fucking, I don't know. I've been going back and revisiting all that. Right. Kind of getting into a lot of old fucking forties and fifties and. 30s fucking movies, I don't know why the fuck I'm doing that, maybe I'm just getting older and fucking trying to gravitate into, like, movies of a different time period, I don't fucking know.
3: You you like to watch those silent movies? Uh, I mean,
2: the original Phantom of the Opera from 1925, the silent, I love that version. That's my favorite. Really? Yeah, that's probably one of... Excuse me. One of my favorite cuts of that movie, or my favorite versions of that movie.
3: I I wonder. It's just so hard for me to understand because, like, I've never really watched a silent movie and like all the way through and enjoyed it. I guess I just don't understand. How does a silent movie have personality to it? Like, what what is it about that version that you like so much?
2: Well, see, because there's different. I mean. Um, I don't, it's just like a lot of the times the way that it's shot. Like, if you go back, okay, like, let's say, I'm trying to think, okay. Um, all right, like, this isn't a silent movie, but The Wizard of Oz. Get the Blu ray of The Wizard of Oz and put that in and watch that on a high-def TV, if you watch the way that, like, because color was different back in 1939, obviously, because it was, like, the beginnings of color and all that stuff. If you watch fucking a new Blu-ray of fucking Wizard of Oz, you will fucking be amazed at the way the colors and shit pop off that screen. Hmm. And it... even older movies that are like in black and white, like Psycho. Oh my god. If you watch the original Psycho from 1960 on Blu ray on a high def TV, even though it's black and white, it just looks fucking so crisp. It's I bet. It's so amazing.
3: I really like The Tingler. You know that movie? Fuck.
2: Thanks for reminding me because that's one that I've been wanting to get for fucking years.
3: I, I fucking and, love The Tingle. So and that I gotta one,
2: grab it before it goes out of print. Fuck.
3: Yeah. I gotta, um, I consider that movie one of the greatest horror movies of the past, you know, back then. You know, not the modern era, of course, but back then.
2: Yeah, and William Castle was fucking great with those yeah. gimmicky fucking movies.
3: Yeah. And Vincent Price was a great actor, too. Mm hmm. Oh, fuck!
2: Did you ever see fucking House of Wax with him from 1953?
3: Oh my god, I don't think so. I recently just watched the original House on Haunted Hill, which is really good.
2: Did you? You know what? I am going to fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna that I'm gonna send you fucking House of Wax from 53 with Vincent Price you need <laughs> to see. That is a fucking amazing fucking I love that fucking hey, movie.
3: While I'm thinking about it, have you ever seen a movie called The Sentinel?
2: 77
3: Yeah. with Chris
2: it, Sarandon and Martin Balsam. Yeah, yes, I don't know, but it's I don't been a while.
3: I don't know the names of course, but it's it's got the guy who played the detective off the original child's play. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that the Sentinel's a great fucking movie, because you do not you're not prepared for how graphic and disgusting that movie gets.
2: No, but yeah, that that's definitely that's a great fucking one too. Shit. And that yeah, that's somewhere in this house. Now I gotta fucking find that one. <laughs>
3: yeah old school horror movies man there ain't nothing like in my personal opinion the 80s were is is the absolute best time period of of horror
2: yeah and people i'm i'm sure well you know nowadays like the 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 younger generation they 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 don't get it
3: well i mean it, it is so wild to think because like John Carpenter's The Thing, 1982, and that movie has special effects in it that still look amazing these days, Mm -hmm. and I'll sit down a friend who actually wants to watch a horror movie, and I'll say, listen, let's watch this movie from 1982, it's called The Thing... And they're like, oh, 1982, I bet it sucks. (laughs) It's like, no, like, give me a second. Let me show you this movie. And by the end of it, they're like, wow, like, I can't believe the the effects in that movie. And it's like, yeah, like, that movie's amazing with the special effects. It's a shame that the goddamn prequel that came out in 2011 was terrible with the special effects.
2: Still haven't seen that. And I did not and I have not watched it purposely because I've heard. So many bad things about it, I've kind of, you know, tried to avoid that.
3: Well, the story of it is really good, and the characters are good, but for some reason, the studio made the producers ditch all of the practical practical effects that they had set up for the movie, and they made them replace it all with digital effects. Mm-hmm. So it's terrible.
2: Dumbasses, I don't like that at all.
3: Yeah. So... But anyway, man, let's wrap it up for tonight. This was an interesting episode, a little different from the first, but uh, I think we should do this once in a great while just to let people see our human side every so often. And uh, I don't see – we ain't got no rules on this show. We can fucking bleed into other formats from time to time if we fucking want to. Um, Saturday the 17th is our target – date for uh, our next live episode. Mike, get, throw out that, that number one more time.
2: And that number will be 215 240 7839
3: Alright. Yeah, call in. Um, even if you listen to this episode, call on the 17th. Talk to us about your favorite movies. Tell us why our favorite movies suck, if you want. And uh, get on my case, because I dropped the N-bomb in this episode. I probably shouldn't have, so, um, whatever you and want to I talk about. And I
2: didn't, surprisingly, for yeah, one
3: Right! So I'm the asshole this episode. Mm-hmm. I, well. tried, I tried to deflect it all with, um, movie talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
3: uh, hey, you know, uh, uh, like I said, Ghostbusters is one of my favorites, and, um, I do like Winston, even though he's black, so, there you go.
2: I mean, I, he, it, I mean, fuck, the crow.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great in The Crow. Yeah. and, and yeah. Well, we can get into this uh, on our next live episode. There ain't no reason why we can't have a part two of this discussion. Uh, our should episode we, Should today. we say BLM? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, on this episode or next episode?
2: Well, no, I'm just saying in general, maybe we should make BLM an official tagline for the program. Oh, my God. You know, because then if we do that... Then they'll see that we're siding with them.
3: Uh huh. And then we're just
2: getting <laughs> all pissed, right? Well, yeah, but we'll actually, well, let me see. Or we could we could do something. Bmm. Bow movements matter.
3: Hey, bow movements do matter. Okay, I'm sure that's something we can all agree collectively on.
2: Well, you just want to make sure that your business partners are all moved out before, you know, the tonguing.
3: Well, they better have a bow movement before I tongue the bung, or else they're gonna move out of my life. Is what you mean to say,
1: dude?
3: I'm just, I'm sorry, but I'm just picturing, fucking,
2: you're like, and then all of a sudden you get like a big
3: long fucking. Oh my god, you would probably die, dude. I'd, I'd kill them. I'd bludgeon them to death with my nub. Ah. Uh, God, you, that'd be you, so terrible. Oh, uh, Dude, imagine.
2: And the taste of it would be horrible, too, depending on what they ate beforehand.
3: You know what I... Be, you know? I'll say this one last thing, and then we really are signing off for tonight. But uh, yes. my, the one thing I've always had a fear on is... Because mm-hmm. I, like I like it when girls deep-throat my cock, you know? Oh, yeah, yes. My yes. cock yes. is... Oh. Yeah, my dick yeah. is small. My dick is small, and I don't think there's any reason why any woman can't deep throw at my cock. Well, Mm -hmm. I I know a couple of girls that don't have – they have pretty bad uh, gag reflexes, and um, I'm always afraid that they're going to puke on my dick while they're sucking me off because that will ruin – that will ruin the entire fucking mood. No, if that happens,
2: you just make them suck it off of you.
3: Oh, my god. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to uh, episode two of Tales from the Crips. (laughs) There you go. We had to get one coughing fit in, at least. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sound that my business partners are going to make, and then I'm going to get all scared. God damn it. Anyway... This has been Tales of Uh, the a pre-recorded episode. Sorry I couldn't be live uh, tonight. Saturday the 17th, we will be live. I'm not sure what time. Maybe sometime between eleven PM and twelve AM, maybe. Some something like that will be a good time. Anyway, call in, talk to us, listen to this episode, share our episodes if you would like and get us more heat. That's what we Mm -hmm. want. We want people to be mad at us. Um I hope that you're mad at me for my movie choices and Mike's movie choices, and uh, call in on Saturday night and tell us that over it. Mike, you want to add anything before we sign off?
2: Um, no, I have too many visions in my head right now, and I don't think I, can, I don't think I want to uh,
3: bring the thoughts
2: to the forefront.
3: Okay, well, I tell you what, we'll leave it as a cliffhanger for our next live episode on Saturday mm-hmm. the seventeenth. All right ladies and gentlemen thanks thanks for listening to us have a good night or don't i don't give a fuck we'll see you on saturday 17th bye reluctantly crouched at the starting line engines pumping and thumping in time the green light flashes
0: the flags go up churning and burning they yearn for the cup they deftly maneuver and muscle for rank fuel burning fast on an empty tank of doubt and remorse. Assail him, impale him, with monster truck force. In his mind, he's still driving, still making the grade. She's hoping in time that her memories will fade. Cause he's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. The sun's gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's striving and driving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he's still...